We joke around and tell people that you can achieve what a Buddhist monk can achieve through one ketamine session. And that's really powerful. And it's really powerful just to be able to let go, excuse my French, but all the shit that we've been holding on to. At the end of the day, who really doesn't want to feel happiness? Everybody wants to be happy. Welcome to the Zen-ish Mommy Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Gershman, and while I may never reach enlightenment, you will find me here cussing and laughing along the way. This podcast is a place for all women to connect, educate themselves, and slow down because you deserve a moment to pause and press play. As moms, there are many of us out there trying to take back control of our health, specifically our mental health. And as we continue to try to normalize mental health in this country, many of the ways in which we treat mental health disorders are both outdated and ineffective. Some are turning to alternative medical treatments, such as the use of psychedelic drugs. Is this the future of therapeutic treatment for issues such as anxiety, depression, PTSD, OCD, mood disorders, suicidal ideation, addiction, and chronic pain? My next guest believes in the healing power of ketamine. So much so, she opened a clinic in Florida committed to offering these psychedelic treatments in person. I want to welcome Christina Thomas. Christina knows firsthand what it feels like to battle depression, anxiety, and PTSD after being involved in a life-threatening jet ski accident in 2007. She was prescribed, like so many were at that time, a medley of painkillers and mood stabilizers to help suppress trauma caused by the accident, but the drugs left her feeling joyless and lost. She knew there had to be a better way and embarked on a self-healing journey. Using meditation and positive lifestyle changes, she was able to wean off her prescription medications. But it wasn't until Christina discovered the healing powers of ketamine that she was able to truly heal. Today, she is on a mission to share the restorative benefits of ketamine with anyone suffering from mental, emotional, or physical distress. Opening its doors one week before the COVID-19 lockdown of 2020, My Self Wellness Clinic stands as a beacon of hope and healing to anyone suffering from mental health issues. So moms, let's have an open mind and slow down and listen as we welcome Christina Thomas. Hey, Christina, welcome to the show. As I said this briefly before, I'm so interested in alternative medicine healing modalities. I'm kind of done this deep dive into ayahuasca and learning about, you know, microdosing psilocybin mushrooms. And I'm very interested to learn more about ketamine because as I said, I only knew of it as special K on the street back in my street drug days, back when my early twenties. And it definitely wasn't a healing modality for me at the time. But yeah, talk to me about your experience with mental health and what kind of led you down the path to finding ketamine treatments. Yeah, thank you for having me. So our story is a little bit different. We opened our doors two weeks before the lockdown actually happened. I had just had my baby and we really took a really big leap of faith. Charles, my fiance, had struggled with addiction for over 20 years And psychedelic medicines really helped to change his life around and alleviated all of that out of his life. I was going to be doing kind of aesthetic procedures because I'm an esthetician by trade. And it was always our hope to do ketamine. So we were going to just have like a mind, body, and spirit healing clinic where we did yoga classes, meditation, qigong, sound healing, 
all different types of modalities. I would be doing my skincare. And I thought that I needed a medical director for some of the machines and supplies that I wanted to order. So we reached out to a local friend and he was like, mm, I'm not sure. Maybe it's kind of a gray area. And then we toured him you know, through the facility and he was like, this is amazing. Have you guys ever heard of ketamine before? <laughs> and so really, <laughs> synchronistically, everything kind of just started happening for us. And so I said, we opened two weeks before the lockdown happened and we had a gym. And a week later, a gentleman drove his car through the side of the gym, not from ketamine. He was doing physical therapy um, and his body just didn't function the way it should be. And so that all happened. And we were really forced to kind of take a look at what we were doing. And we were starting to do a lot more ketamine. So that building just didn't serve us anymore, especially with a gaping hole in it. So we ended our lease on that. We moved two buildings over and we started focusing just a lot more on psychedelic ketamine therapy. That's interesting. So you said that your fiance had some success for addiction treatment with psychedelic therapies. Was he using ketamine or was he using a different treatment? He has done a lot of different psychedelics. So he healed through psilocybin, DMT, and ketamine, but ketamine was really the icing on top. So through different modalities, he stopped using the drugs and alcohol that he was. And then when we opened the ketamine, the doctor put him through the protocol that we would be offering to our clients. And it really brought him to a very cool, calm and collected place. He was really still struggling with episodes of depression and anxiety. And the ketamine really elevated it and, and relieved it out of his life. What about your own experience? You talked about having a pretty tragic accident. And then as so many were prescribed and overprescribed pain medication, which obviously leads to addiction to pain medication. I don't know if you, you know, experienced with that, but what was your own mental health journey? I didn't realize it. I had a lot of anxiety from that accident that I got in and I worked through it before we opened the ketamine. So I thought that I was in a relatively good place. And then, you know, just being a new mom and having a new business, it all just kind of started weighing on me. And I thought that I was okay, but I guess I really wasn't okay until I did the ketamine. And that just, same as Charles, it really elevated me and brought me to a better place that I didn't even think was really possible because I thought I was in an already really a good place. So talk to me through like a ketamine experience. You said, you know, your fiance went through a protocol. You obviously have a protocol at your clinic. Talk me through it. Like I said, I had street drugs, special K that I think we drank out of like the top of a water bottle or something. Cause you know, you didn't. Sure. So ketamine is a dissociative anesthetic. Most psychedelics are considered hallucinogens, but ketamine, like I said, is a dissociative. And so that really means it dissociates you from your body. But at sub-anesthetic levels, it's producing a dream-like psychedelic experience. So what we are dosing here is sub-anesthetic. It's about one-tenth to one-twentieth of what you would give somebody going into surgery. So really low. It's actually the number one choice in pediatric sedation. So it's very safe. It's very non-toxic. Like if they're doing surgeries with children that are one and a half and older. So it's a really safe medication. And like I said, it produces a psychedelic experience. Okay. So talk me through someone's interested, you know, they may be suffering from depression or PTSD. Let's say they come into the clinic, walk them through kind of that protocol. What does that look like? They would come in, they would meet with our doctor. They'd have a consultation with him and he would evaluate them and decide if they are ready for the treatment 
or if you know they need to do a couple other things before they should start. He is a psychiatrist. He is Dr. Andrew Ferber. He's been a psychiatrist for over 60 years. He was personal friends with Baba Ramdas and he lives with Osho. So he's been a meditator forever and he teaches meditation. So he's just, he's a gem. He really, really, really is. We were so lucky to have found him. Well, he found us, but <laughs> so they would meet with him. And then once he approves them for treatments, they would start treatment. We ease people in. So especially if they don't have any psychedelic experience, we never just throw anybody off of a ledge. We work the doses up. So the first treatment, they're going to meet with Hannah, our therapist, and she's going to go over setting intentions with them, prep them for the treatment, and then the medication would be administered. And the whole experience is about an hour. They'll be at the clinic for about two hours. Okay, so and then how important is the guide? Are you guided through like you would be through a guided meditation as you're going through this experience? You know, how important is intention setting to the overall wellness experience? Well, the intention setting is really going to be your guide for that treatment. So we want to have a very clear head. We want to have very clear intentions. If we're confused about what we are putting out there and what we want to receive, then what we're going to get back is very confusing. Ketamine, it helps to like unblock things that we have suppressed and things that we have blocked down into, you know, our bodies as children were taught to like not show your emotions. And really, that's the most healing part of it is being able to be open and unblock those things that we have just pushed down and suppressed and not thought about. We had one gentleman that he got bit by a dog. And I guess after he got bit, his dad got really angry and he actually ended up beating his son. And he didn't remember any of that. And through the ketamine, it unblocked that so he could work through like, wow, this is something that's really affected me my whole life, but I didn't even know it. And that's what's so beautiful about this medicine is like, unlike other psychedelics, it really peels back those layer of onions. Well, I think there are a lot of people that would want to be vulnerable because vulnerability opens you up to interpersonal relationships, connection, deeper relationships with the people that you love, but may not even know what's blocking them from being vulnerable and open. I mean, obviously there's fear and shame and all kinds of things involved, but the exact experiences, you know, for myself speaking, it wasn't until I was 35 that I was able to say out loud that my first sexual experience was rape, that I had never considered it in that moment. And I started to do, you know, trauma work with that and work with kind of my feelings around my sexual health and sexual identity But I had lived, let's say if I'm adult at 20 or whatever, you know, 15 years of my adult life, carrying that around. And like you said, not even really knowing. For someone that's listening that's saying, okay, you can achieve these things, this feeling of being in the moment and presence through meditation, through, you know, spiritual work. Why ketamine? Why the addition of drugs? Well, I think it's kind of a shortcut. I mean, we joke around and tell people that you can achieve what a Buddhist monk can achieve through one ketamine session. And that's really powerful. And it's really powerful just to be able to let go, excuse my French, but all the shit that we've been holding on to. At the end of the day, who really doesn't want to feel happiness? Everybody wants to be happy. And they just don't know how. Yeah. I mean, truly, I mean, I speak yoga and meditation and mindfulness till I'm blue in the face and the cows are coming home and, you know, people aren't doing it because it's really hard. It's hard. It's slow. You know, yeah. it's uncomfortable. 
when we teach our clients about meditation and we host yoga classes, so we're all about the mind, body, and spirit healing. We don't just want people to rely on the medicine. The medicine is a catalyst. It's a catalyst for change. So what does the long-term protocol look like? Is there lasting effects that last longer than the actual treatment session or sessions? Well, the ketamine is allowing you to get to your root cause of your traumas. So it's allowing you to let go of those. Everybody's different. Some people we haven't seen back in over two years and they're still doing amazing. Other people need a booster, but everybody's different. And like I said, it's all about those lifestyle changes. So it's about us implementing what we learned in the ketamine and not getting lost in our anxiety, in our depression again, and accepting those feelings and just kind of letting them go and learning and practicing that acceptance. So do you have a follow-up care plan in place? We're building a community. So we do a lot of different like group therapy nights. So right now we're hosting a women's night, a women's program. We do a group therapy once a month with Dr. Ferber. And as we grow and expand, we're looking to do more of those. We're starting a group for people in recovery. So people who have healed with psychedelics and cannabis and recovery because they are really shunned in that community. People don't know that Bill Wilson himself, he healed through LSD. That's how the whole AA program started was through an LSD experience that he had. And it's really sad that it's not accepted or talked about because it's just seen as another drug, but it's not. It's FDA approved and it's helping people so immensely. And why not accept that help, you know? So we know it's FDA approved for anesthetic purposes, like in surgery. Is it FDA cleared for the use in therapeutic treatments? It's not. So we're using it off-label right now. Okay. That's why it's not really covered by insurances. Some plans will accept it and other plans won't. There's different groups that are pushing different insurances to start accepting ketamine to be used and covered. So can you talk me through, like, you said someone comes into the door and they're evaluated by the doctor and they talk about maybe their intentions or what they're trying to get out is, what does a typical person look like? What kind of issues are they coming in with that would be approved for use of ketamine treatments? Well, ketamine is really amazing. It's like kind of, Charles always jokes around. He's like, I sound like a snake oil salesman because it really does help for so many things, depression, anxiety, PTSD. Crohn's. So it's bringing down the inflammation in our bodies and helping people move forward with Crohn's. Neuropathy. There's like a whole list gambit. There's probably 24 things that ketamine is good for. So our patients, they're all different, all different ages. We're treating a 75-year-old man right now. And it's just, it's beautiful to see these people and how different they all are. And they're all on different paths of their journey. Like I said, this one, the old gentleman that we have, he's looking to move past his depression. He's a Vietnam vet and he doesn't want to feel the way that he does anymore. Do you think there's a common thread between all the people that are seeking out this treatment, maybe a place where they are in their journey, like you said, with that gentleman, that they don't want to be feeling this way anymore, You know that they may have tried traditional talk therapies or things that are more under the traditional route of healing, but have really come to a place where like, enough is enough. They're all kind of just sick and tired of being sick and tired. And a lot of people we see don't want to be on their medications anymore. They're tired of being like a ball and chain with their meds every single day, they have to take it. And then one day they just stop working. So those medications, they're kind of like a bandaid and you're putting that bandaid on a gushing wound. And the ketamine is really going in there 
and it's doing the surgery, whereas that Band-Aid is just going to lose its cohesiveness over time. Does ketamine actually change the neurology of your brain, the actual like pathways? Does it allow for that change? Is it changing the physiological aspects of your brain? It's creating neurogenesis and neuroplasticity. So neuroplasticity is really like it's a brain's ability to adapt and to change. It's causing our neuropathways when our brain has been damaged and our neuropathways have been damaged from trauma, depression, abuse from drugs and alcohol. There's dendrites on each nerve connection and they start to close or they die. And it's really allowing, it's sprouting new dendrites to grow. So it's allowing your neurons to flow smoothly through these passageways rather than just bouncing off of the walls, which is causing the depression, the anxiety, the physical symptoms like that. Yeah, I love that. It is, as someone who's practiced meditation and yoga, it is a slow burn. It's a slow burn for change. I mean, we're talking years before maybe you notice changes and you notice changes because other people are noticing changes, but there could be years that you're, you know, practicing yoga or sitting for meditation that you really start to feel some of those effects. And as we look at so many people who have been on prescription medications and so much so that we've normalized that we don't question if someone's on an antidepressant or a benzo for anxiety, whatever, or, you know, an anti-anxiety medication. What would you tell someone when we look to try to reduce the stigma of using these alternative medicine treatments? Well, the ketamine is doing anywhere from 10 to 20 years sometimes of talk therapy. You can spend all that time with a psychiatrist, with a therapist and not go anywhere. But the ketamine is allowing you to get to the root cause of that issue. We just shot a documentary called Lighter. And so through that, we're really hoping to break stigmas and taboos. We follow three different people through like their ketamine journeys and show them, you know, they give them their backstory. One is an army veteran, another one is a nurse, and another one is a very successful CEO. So we touch on all different demographics and just try to, it's called lighter. So it's their experience of how they came out of ketamine and now they ultimately feel a lot lighter. I love it. And it is having these kind of conversations, Christina, the ones you and I are having, the ones that you're doing in the documentary to let everyone know you can let go of some of that shame or guilt or misunderstanding. And these are just regular people. These aren't drug addicts. These aren't sensationalists. These aren't woo-woo meditators, granola people that are on a deep dive. You know, These are just regular folks that are having experiences that are looking for alternative therapies that have gotten to a place of like, hey, I don't want to feel this way anymore. And I think most people in the United States at some point in their life will suffer from maybe not a diagnosable form of mental illness, but some mental disruption, whether it's postnatal depression or something that we're getting into, you know, that may be situational based or PTSD or some kind of traumatic experience and recognizing that you don't have to get up day in, day out feeling pain, depression, anxiety, shame, all of these things that we carry with us, that there are other ways. There's a way out and there's hope and nobody should have to suffer. And there's something out there that really does work. If that's the one thing that anybody takes away from this podcast, there's something that works. And we see it working every day. We see people come in and they have no color or life left to them. And through the course of these treatments, they start to glow. Their like aura literally becomes different. And I'm not like, I can't see auras. I'm not woo-woo. But you can see these people just changing. 
And it's so gratifying. And it's really beautiful that just how many lives we've been able to touch and to change and to turn around when all hope was thought to be lost. I guess I'm thinking about a lot of people that are listening and moms that you know, may not have suffered any major traumas in their life, but are still suffering with dissatisfaction or disinterest or, you know, anxiety or bouts of on and off kind of mood disorders or whatever the case may be, but not necessarily gravely or deep, you know, mental illness as far as can be identified or diagnosed. Would ketamine treatments work for someone that's just maybe not having suffering from that, that may just just the natural courses and woes of life. And we don't get out of life without any sort of suffering. I mean, that's just kind of the nature of life. But would they be open to people that are just looking to maybe expand their horizon or find a little more joy? Definitely. It's amazing for personal growth. I know through my own ketamine experience that I became a better mother. Like I always spent a lot of time with Charlie, but I wasn't really present all the time. But I found myself being more present in all of those moments and just enjoying the little moments a little bit more. Because I think about the moms that are listening and and there's a common theme that at some point when we get out of the breathlessness that becomes when our children are very little and they're babies and, you know, we've gotten to a point of being able to exhale and we kind of look around and we're like, what is this life thing? And I'm actually really quite unhappy and I don't know who I am anymore. And I think a lot of women find themselves at some point or another in that situation. And the thought of kind of going down that battle, doing the deep dive work, you know, which is inevitable, but you're saying that ketamine can be kind of, like you said, taking 10 or 20 years off of talk therapy can be that fast track to addressing maybe, you know, unhappinesses or things that you have going on and then really getting you to a place of being able to experience the present. Well, I think with, you know, being a mom, I'm a new mom, but your identity really becomes your child because you're so focused on this little thing and making sure nothing happens to them and feeding them and changing them and all of these things that we do. And we forget to take a minute for ourselves or to look at ourselves because we're so preoccupied. And then all of a sudden they grow up and they don't need us anymore. And then what happens? I think it's really important to always just keep a little focus on you so you don't ever really lose you because then you're just going to get to a point of like, (laughs) what just happened? Like, who am I now? I'm 15 years older and this is really confusing now. Like we're not programmed to continue doing work as we age and as we go older and we learn because we've learned, right? There's nothing else to do. We're adults. But I think it's important to continue doing the work and to not lose sight of that because we're ever evolving beings. I love it. I love it. All right. So I'm really trying to understand, Christina, I'm going to come down to your clinic and I've been on this journey of, you know, personal developments for, I don't know, I guess since I started yoga. So for the past 13 years, walk me through, I get approved. I go through that. We kind of build up talk. What is an actual session look like? Am I lying down? Am I sitting up? Am I with someone? Am I not with someone? So Hannah would come in, she would prep you. Jessica administers the medication. We give you an eye mask and headphones, and you can either have like sensory deprivation and not listen to anything and just go really deep within, or we have different curated playlists 
or just some meditation music, we empower everybody on their own journey. So we're never going to say like, this is how you have to do it. And you have to do it this way. Nobody wants to be told what to do. So we really just take a handholding approach and let you know what's worked for us. And if that resonates with you, then you can apply that to your own journey. So you're going to do about six, well, you're going to do six sessions. And the best protocol is to do it twice a week over a three-week period. If you can't make that because we know people are busy and they work once a week over a six-week period is okay too. We really don't want to push it out any further than that though. Because of that new neuroplasticity that's being created, we want to keep it going. I love it. So if someone's interested in finding more about you and your clinic, where can they get more information? Our website has a lot of information. It is www.myselfwellness.center. Love it. And we'll put all the links in the show notes. Ms. Christina Thomas, thank you so much for sharing your beautiful work and your mission to help others and give them a space, a very loving and zen-like space to have a unique experience for healing. Thank you. And I appreciate you helping spread the message. Mm-hmm. 